All right. Hey, folks, welcome back to the runningrestaurants.com podcast, where we're bringing the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today i got a great episode for you as I'm back with Darren Dennington and Allison Ann from Restaurant Management 2-1 Program. Now, I've had Darren on the show several times over the years, and now maybe a third appearance for Allison, I believe. So yes. welcome back. Good to see you both. Uh, today is about management systems. And so be before we get into that content, uh, one of you take, give us a, a little tidbit. Um, you're going to be, you're going to be at the Florida show restaurant show that's coming up in the very near future. And what we're going to be talking about today is a segment of that presentation. Is that a fair way to say it? What do you got? Exactly. Yeah. So we have a, a three and a half hour workshop. We're actually presenting it twice. We're going to be presenting it both days of the show. Uh, it is the Restaurant Management 201 workshop where we take the entire course and bring it down into all of the most salient points, present them in a morning. And so this is just one little section of what you can expect if you come to the show and take the workshop. Good. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll be the, I'll be at the, the Orlando show as well. Uh, it's uh, I'm going to say you guys hit me November 8th, November 9th, 10th, something around that line, right? 8th or 9th, maybe? 8th and 9th. Yep. 8th yeah. and 9th. So, all right. So, so, all right, let's dig right in. I'm going to load some slides. I'm going to change a background and, um, and here we go. So I'll, 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 I'll let you guys talk a little bit, maybe interject with some questions along the way. Take us away. Perfect. Awesome. So yeah, so we're talking about management systems today. And of course, one of the best places to start when we are uh, talking about a concept like this is like, what exactly is a system? What do we mean when we say management systems? So system, it's a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. Like I always think of, we've got them in the corner there. It's the canonical uh, cogs coming together. And when one wheel turns, another one turns. So you have the opportunity in your restaurant to have these systems where one action begets the next action, makes the next action happen, and everything happens automatically. This is also a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method. So what are the steps that you specifically have set up in your restaurant for things to happen? And the way I really encourage people to think about systems and why systems are so important is that systems, when implemented well, become habits for you and your people. Think about tying your shoes. You know, when you were a kid, you used to have to like really think hard and put 90 seconds of looping together in order to get your shoe tied. Now it's something that you can do in five seconds while you're having a conversation with another person. So you don't have to use a bunch of time and mental energy in order to make something happen. It happens quickly. It happens automatically. And the more of these systems that the management team has set up in a restaurant and are able to communicate and teach to an employee team, the more the, the day in and day out details of running the restaurant just kind of happen automatically in the background, which allows all of that mental energy to go to taking care of guests. Yeah, I, I really like that um, picture of the kid tying, tying, tying shoes. Stuff becomes a habit. And in restaurants, systems become habits. And when those things happen automatically, it's a good part of your restaurant. So, uh, Darren, lots of different system opportunities, uh, different categories that you guys get into. Uh, talk about a few. When I first think about the systems that go into a restaurant, I get a little overwhelmed and quite frankly, a little confused because there are so many different 
parts that go into everything that a restaurant needs to do. So for me, the, the light bulb moment was when I really understood all the systems that were needed and how they work together. And I, I like to break things into little categories. And if you think about the systems that you need inside your restaurant, you're not going to know where to start. There's so many different ones that can always be updated, um, implemented, changed, tweaked, but take it step by step. The first group of systems that you really need is for leadership and structure. This is your organization charts and your job descriptions. This helps pull your managers together so that everybody understands their position, everybody understands their role, their responsibility, and the team, the leadership team, knows what everybody is held accountable for. So the, the first order of business is to make sure that the, the leadership systems are in place. And there, there's not a lot of them that you need, but organization chart, job description, an action list, uh, responsibilities list are a few key pieces. The personal systems. So that's where the individual now comes into it. Every individual on the team needs to bring forth their best effort and some personal systems, whether that's time management or um, just how you organize your day and, and how you track your inbox, right? Where all your information comes in, whether that's your text messages, your emails, or your notes. You, you have to be organized yourself if you're going to be able to contribute to a good, strong team. Communications is what keeps everything flowing. Systems for communications are when you hold your manager meetings, who types up the agenda, how you're holding uh, the accountability piece to everybody that's in the meetings, how you pass on all the details to your, to your staff, whether that's a, a texting program or a private Facebook group. You've got to communicate consistently and in a fashion that everything you need to get communicated does. Operations and staffing, there's a lot of different parts that go into that. Operations you look at as a whole, right? This is your, your checklists and your recipe books and your prep sheets. There's a, a lot of different systems that go into it. But when a group of people understand what those systems are, you've got a lot better chance of implementing a good regular system that you can maintain. The staffing, that's your human resource part of this. When you go through your systems that are required to maintain a good staff, that's how you recruit. That's your policies for hiring. That's your applications. That's your orientation checklists. And staffing systems, I think, are pretty simple to implement and a, a nice little package to wrap up that whole piece on how you manage all your staff behind the scenes. And that goes all the way through to, to discipline and, and how you're retaining them. Training is one that I like to separate because it, it really is a big one. And a good thorough training program requires several individual systems to be set up so that you have a good training package. Financials and, and marketing, there's a lot behind the scenes on both of these. A lot of times this is where a leadership team, an ownership team try to divide the responsibilities and try to figure out who's taking what 
aspects of the responsibilities that need to be done. The systems that come into play on the financials are your costing cards and your POS system and your P&L and your taxes. So there's uh, quite a bit to the financial systems. There really is. And same with the marketing. I guess the systems that I look at for marketing is to keep you organized, to keep you on track and know what is needed next. So marketing charts, uh, marketing responsibilities lists, uh, marketing committees. We look at this as a separate group and we say, what systems does our marketing department need? What systems does our training department need? So we break it into categories and I find it's a lot easier to manage all of them if you understand you, you can take them in little pieces. And then to me, Jamie, if you want to forward through the, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna poke gonna at you just a tiny it. bit. Um, <laughs> uh, so what I didn't do, what I was remiss in, in doing, and first of all, so many details in running a restaurant, um, you know, and, and so you covered covered all that there. But what I was remiss in doing is 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 not introducing you guys kind of fully. I mean, Darren, a full enormous background in running your own places coaching and consulting restaurants all over the country. So you've kind of dialed this stuff into a formula that works. And, and, and that's what, you know, that's, what's so great about this program is this is, this is not guesswork. You guys have implemented this stuff all, all, all over the place. And, you know, you kind of figured out the formula. Darren is incredibly organized. So this, this stuff is very effective to bring into place. So wanted to make that little side note there. Um, yeah. So I know you want to talk about the team aspect. So go ahead, share, share about that. Well, thanks, Jamie. And the only way to get organized is to, to first have the right team in place. Hmm. And th there's a lot that goes into building a strong leadership team. But once you have that team, once you're meeting regularly, and, and let's say, right, we're talking about restaurant 201 here, not restaurant 101. So what we're assuming that you've got the basics and, and you're just looking for those extra pieces. Well, start with your leadership team, get them on the same page. If your leaders trust each other, if they feel like they're wanted at the meetings, that their voice is being heard, then they contribute. And when they are present and they participate, that's when you have somebody that cares, right? And somebody that cares is willing to work through the, the hard pieces to get the systems implemented. And that participation has got to be nurtured. You've got to pull new managers into it and get them excited about it. There's so many different things that the restaurant can work on, but a management team identifies what those priorities are. And throughout the management meeting, which is one of the centerpieces for any successful restaurant, I, I think it's that one or two hours a week where you hold a manager meeting. And during these meetings, it's much more than just talking about what went on last week. You're, you're building a team. You're trying to involve everybody. And you're trying to identify your projects and your priorities so that there's a little bit of a roadmap that if you've got seven or eight managers, let's get them on the same page and work on things productively together. If you're going to tackle implementing a new training system, then five or six people working on all the aspects is probably a lot easier than, than one. But when it comes to building your team, of course, you, you're going to have some conflict, but make it constructive, right? You don't bring attitude and uh, issues onto the, the management discussions, but you bring some, some pushback. Hey, I, we tried that in the past. I'm not sure if that's the, the best system for us. And I find that those 
open, honest conversations are what really drives the management team. But to get to those open, honest conversations, you've got to have trust. And to build the trust with the management team is a process. It, it really is. And committing to doing it right as a management team, you've got six, seven, eight people really involved and embedded in trying to make this restaurant successful. That, that's what leads the group. We, we certainly understand how difficult it is to um, get a good staff if your management team is together and genuinely trying to help each other and work on everything as one unit, then leading the staff is so much easier. So th there's got to be some good open discussions between the management team. There's going to be a little bit of conflict, but it's all based on trust and, and respect. You, you've got to help the people on the other side of the table that you're trying to build the, the restaurant together and helping each other is, is a lot easier than, uh, than not. So, and for any good leadership team, there's got to be accountability, which comes from organization and, um, an action list is still my favorite simple little tool that just tracks all the extra things that we do in the restaurant, who's taking care of them and when they're going to be complete. It's a, a working document that every single week is, is updated. So. Yeah, you got a book. You got a book suggestion for us down there too. Tell, tell me about that. It's not in my library here. I, okay. I'm not familiar with this one. It, it's probably it. behind me. Um, uh, five dysfunctions of a team, and that, that's the foundation of it, right? It's the the trust and being able to have your voice heard, and when you feel like you've contributed, and that the people around you respect you, and and you feel like you should be on this leadership team that's when you really start to flourish. And, and that's when you uh, genuinely start to care more. And th that's what I feel finds that work-life balance that that good, strong management team can handle the restaurant and run it really well so that your life outside is fun and enjoyable and, and relaxing. And that's well, I did two, um, Darren, I, I, did, I did two podcast recordings this week and I don't know when this will air compared to when those air. Um, probably sim similar to each other, but, but they were both phenomenal restaurant operators. And one of the things they both highlighted was extremely low turnover, which was created from the culture that the operators built. And that just really helps a restaurant get going when you're not turning people over when they're staying with you. They talked about long tenured people, um, building that trust and giving responsibilities to you. it's such a powerful piece. And I'm sure you guys dig into that aspect of it, but it was great yeah. to hear that. And I remember one of, uh, one of the, uh, one of the operators, she was fantastic. She talked about this example of, uh, you know, people come to you as a stone. She used the stone as an example, right? And, and so you can apply pressure to a stone and if you apply it the right ways, it can turn into a diamond, right? So everybody has that ability to become that, that special person. So I thought that was really neat. So look for those episodes coming out. Um, Allison, let's come back to you to talk about uh, managers and there's so much they need to do. And, and so kind of go through the responsibilities that you think. Yeah, absolutely. And I freaking love what you just put in because so often I talk to people who think like, oh, well, if I just get the latest technology, if I just get the latest system put in place, if we can just get these details in order, then we'll be okay. And I typically stop and go back to culture every single time because yeah. 
you can have the most amazing systems in the world. And if you don't have the kind of culture and relationship with your people in order to implement them, to have people who are sticking around for long enough in order to not have to be constantly retraining people on these systems, then they're just not going to be that successful. So as managers, our first responsibility is to take full ownership of all of the results of everything that we're putting together. It, you know, it, it's so, so easy to say like, well, if only Tommy would just show up on time for his shift and by putting that blame on other people or looking for ways that it's not actually our fault and we're doing okay, we're doing ourselves and the business a disservice because we can't actually do anything about things that we don't have control over. So if we look at, okay, what are the ways that I am responsible for all of these results that are happening? Okay, now that I'm responsible for it, that means that I can make changes over here with me, the only person that I can control in order to change some of these outcomes. So that's kind of more of the mental shift that we talk to managers about making. Also really, like Darren was talking about, group commitment to success, really believing these systems are going to work, being in agreement with each other. Not only do we want and need to put systems in place, but we believe that putting these systems in place is going to be the answer for us. So we're willing to move towards them. And hey, this is our priority. We're going to start with training. We think that's our top priority, or we really think our top priority is operation so that everyone is pulling in the same direction. You don't have a bunch of people who are secretly putting their own priorities before the group priorities. So knowing those systems are going to work, are going to make a difference, and then committing to consistently using them. Even as managers, I know it can be so easy sometimes to think, oh my gosh, it would just be so easy right now to go in the outdoor. I just really don't want to walk around to the indoor. And there's that modeling that we do for our entire team by committing to consistently showing up and using the systems that we've agreed to put in place so that not only they become stronger, but also our team see, hey, yeah, this is really, really important. And that comes from that agreement as a whole team. This is how things are going to go in this restaurant. Maybe people disagree, maybe people have other ideas, and we've come to a consensus that for this business, these are the systems that are going to be most successful for us. And then pay attention. What does that success look like? Are you getting the results that you thought you would, that you need in order to be continually building towards the business's future? And if you're not, then update. It's not, okay, we created this system and now it's set in stone. Oh no, this system has resulted in a higher turnover rate than we thought it was going to. So let's go back and look at where we need to update them. And you can't update a system unless you have easy access to look at, well, what are the steps of this system? What did we create in order to make up this system? So this can't be the kind of thing that you talk about once at a manager's meeting and everybody has in their heads and then move forward and like, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. These things need to be written down, organized, stored. Does everyone know where to go in order to access? These are the steps of this system that we have put in place. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, conversations that you can have that when you have agreements around them, they have a positive impact on all of those system categories that Darren was talking about. 
Yeah, I'm going to share something that is a little off topic, but 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 relevant. So um, take responsibility as a leader. We'll go we'll go to football for a second. It's since we're talking about the timeline, it's football season. My team, Miami Hurricanes, did the most disastrous thing you could possibly imagine this this past Saturday. You probably didn't see the game, but I'll give you the highlight. It was a sloppy game, but at the end, they had a chance to kneel down the ball and finish the game. Kneel down, clock would have run out, win. Okay. Every coach does that. Every person knows to do it. They don't do it. They run a regular play. The dude fumbles the ball. The other team picks it up, eventually scores with one second left. So a game that could have been won, big deal, you end up losing. Obviously, everyone's upset. But what does the coach do? What does the coach have to do? But what does he do? Obviously, the coach takes full responsibility as the head coach for the program. Like, And you need to do that as a leader. He could have said, oh, you know, Jimmy didn't do his thing. Quarterback could have done it himself. Running back could have done this. But anyway, my point is he did the right thing. And you have to do that as a leader and everybody looks to that. So, but it's still a very painful experience. They should have won that game. And now I think they are, it takes them out of the playoff and all that other stuff. Anyway, sorry, uh, Allison, talk about implementing systems, uh, the actual, or Darren, whoever's going to go to this next one, but the actual implementation, what do you got? Yeah. So then the, the question comes up, okay, but like, okay, but how <laughs> we've talked about all of these systems, all of these uh, things to put in place. And then like, then what becomes the question? And so a uh, very high level for every single one of your systems. These are the things that you, we, we say that you really have to have in place for implementation to happen successfully. There should be one point person. Your people need to go, know, need to know, okay, if I'm talking about operations or training, who is the one person that I go to with questions? Who is the one person who holds this and make sure that it's moving forward successfully? And then, you know, we, we just talked about it. There's, there's an organization that's necessary and a diligence and an accountability. We were, we've all been or are in restaurants. We know how easy it is to jot down a to-do list on a piece of paper. And then three weeks later, you find that to-do list and say, oh, that's right. I did mean to do all of that. So Darren was talking about managers meetings. It's so important for the entire management team staff to know what are the actions that we're taking next, by when are we taking them, and who is going to follow up on these things to make sure that they did actually happen. And then really go and follow up with each other, follow up with staff, have agreements in place about how that follow up is going to happen so that everybody understands and knows like, yeah, absolutely. Tommy's going to come and talk to me about that on Friday because that's what we agreed on so that you're building team and trust and culture rather than having people kind of pick at each other and, um, and, and go after each other and feel like they're being micromanaged. Have it all be in one big agreement that you're following up with the management team and with your staff members, and then continuously bring things back to the manager's meetings. What is our priority? How did the actions go that we were taking on this past week? What are we taking forward? What were our results? Where do we maybe need to make changes? Um, so Implementing the systems really becomes as simple as know what you're doing and then have the support structures in place to actually follow through and do it. Right, right. Uh, what I would say in kind of summary, as we, as you start to wrap up, I mean, this is just a small slice of what you're going to be talking about at the Florida restaurant show. So if you were to kind of sum it up, Darren, and what you talked about today, as it re relates to the three and three and a half hour presentation that you give uh, live at the restaurant show. How do you, how do you kind of bring it together? 
So the end goal is to get a group of people that are all on the same page that want to be there, that are working hard to continually improve the restaurant. That's where it becomes a, an enjoyable work environment where it thrives for everybody involved. And if that's the end goal, how do you get there? And systems, to me, that's, that's step two. Uh, step one is the leadership piece. And when you've got a group of people as your leadership team that are on the same page and working towards a common goal, and they feel appreciated, and they feel like they're in the, the right position for them. When they then work on the right systems, let's take that as a project, right? Over the next two months, let's dive into all of our systems. Let's start with category one and go all the way through eight and review all of them. And when a group of people works on the system, so now you have clipboards in your kitchen. So your kitchen manager can walk up at any time and there's a inventory clipboard and there's his ordering guide and there's a responsibilities list and there's his dishwasher opening and closing checklist. And, and it's nice and neat and organized. Then that is brought to the staff. And I've always found that the staff really appreciates organization, that they like the systems as long as everybody is held accountable. So if you want to get to the end goal of having a great staff that's working together as one, you, you have to have the right leadership and you have to have the right systems. Good, good, good. Hey, give me the logistics of it, the actual what they do. Go to your go to restaurant management tool one. Can they they sign up for the workshop there or they or they register for the conference first? What what happens? Yeah, they'd go to restaurant management tool one and tons of details of everything that we're going to cover during the, the workshop. And on there is click to, to register, which then takes you to the Florida Restaurant Lodging Show registration site. So you'll sign up for your passes for the show, register for the workshop, and that's all combined as one price. So you, you don't pay for your tickets when you register for the workshop. And then Wednesday and Thursday, it's the same workshop, just held twice. So you choose which day you like. Bring, bring your team, bring some key employees, uh, general managers, owners, managers, everybody. It's built for doing this together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, follow-up question there. So if folks can't attend live, um, what, what else can they get from, from you guys? Is there any other, any other trainings you're doing down the road? I know you're, you do this uh, at a few, other, a few other live shows as well. Where else could they get, in, get, in, get involved? That's a stay tuned for now. We're actually talking about uh, there are so many different ways that we can bring this material to teams. And we're, we're talking about what's the most impactful way that the most people can really get a lot out of it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we will look forward to letting you know what the next steps are. All right. Well, awesome. So stay in touch with those folks. Definitely. If you're going to the Florida Restaurant Show, check this out. I know I'm looking forward to seeing seeing you both there. Um, all right, uh, folks, Darren Durrington and Allison Ann from the Restaurant Management 201 program. You can find them there on the web, uh, restaurantmanagement201.com, where you can sign up for the November session, enjoy the Florida Restaurant Show, see what else is going on, um, and uh, definitely look to find me there as well and say hi. All right, in the meantime, uh, more great restaurant marketing, operations, service people, and tech tips are at uh, runningrestaurants.com. Uh, please do me a favor, uh, hit that like button, subscribe to us, give us a review wherever you happen to be watching this or listen to it. That's a big help. So we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you again, both of you. Appreciate it. Jamie. Thanks, Jamie.